Ladies and gentlemen of America, this is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the globe. Tonight we deal with the title, A Forceful Abuse of Vaccination. Out of control in this nation and around the world, what is this all about? Do we not have rights to say no to a a vaccination that has not been proven, that has not been FDA approved, and we are being demonized if you say, look, I'm not taking that vaccination. And that's for the protection and safety of myself and my family. But all of a sudden, we are not patriots. We deal with the forceful abuse of vaccination out of control in America right now. And there you have it. I'm Lamont Banks, along with David Banks, Demetrius Harper, Kendrick Barnes, Dave Zapolo, Samson Riddle, William Williams, Clinton Stewart, and Dennis Merritt, and the entire AJC radio team tonight as, without question, one of the most controversial times in this nation is right now. People are being told if you don't get vaccinated, you're not going to have a job. People are getting told you're not a patriot if you don't get vaccinated. But how is it that the fact that people, according to doctors, have died and had really adverse effects after taking the vaccination? How then can you force me or any citizen to be forced to take a vaccination shot? Uh, This is unprecedented. We have never had something along these lines in the history of this country and we're going to deal with that tonight. It is, it is absolutely, to me, reckless by the Biden administration to continue to push this narrative that he is pushing regarding the vaccination. That should be a choice. And if I choose not to, if you are vaccinated, then what are you concerned about? Or did you drink the Kool-Aid? Is that what's going on here? That's your thoughts as we get into this one. Well, yeah, looking into this, I mean, there's so many states right now because they said that the federal government can't mandate that, but they said that uh, states and cities can actually make laws making vaccinations mandatory. And I'm looking here at at, uh, California, how they're trying to create this COVID-19 passport. There's going to be certain places you can't go. There's going to be certain things you can't do unless you have this. And I'm I'm wondering, like, we're the United States of America. We're supposed to be the freest country in the world, yet you're trying to tell me that I have to put something – in my body if I want to be able to live a normal, active life inside these borders. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I think there's, there's, a, there's a ton of backlash that's going to happen. They've already seen a spike in people going to lawyers, getting cases, uh, filing suits against various organizations. So, I mean, it's about to get out of control if they try and force this on people. I think, you know, if the, like, if the vaccination was effective, then you don't have to worry about me being vaccinated. You know, if, it's, it's, if you're cured, you're not going to get it. Why are you worried about whether I'm taking the vaccination or not? Well, what's so bizarre about it, they're saying if you have been vaccinated, you can spread the disease. How does that make sense? First of all, let me bring up Mr. Fauci. That man has so many different stories to tell. Uh, He's left the rainbow as many different colors that it's spin he's put on this vaccine. Uh, And first tells you, you don't need to put on a mask. Mask cannot protect you from... Uh, uh, from the virus. Then you're back on TV lying again 
Well, I mean, maybe you need to put two or three masks on. So I can't breathe? That's the next thing, folks. And folks, folks were having medical issues, unable to actually breathe and get oxygen uh, as a result of some of the masks that these people were wearing. Uh, they did find, I believe there was a scandal of some sort regarding Mr. Fauci, uh, with emails where he was talking completely different than what he was telling the American people regarding the virus. Nobody trusts the federal government when you have inconsistency in stories uh, and what works, what doesn't work. Well, this one died. And we're going to get into all of that here shortly. But we're also going to deal with the fact that the big business side of this virus, the big business side of these vaccines, it's big business is what it's become. Not because they're concerned about you, it's big business. It's money in the millions, if not billions of dollars that, that really has happened uh, since the onset of this pandemic and the, the, uh, the vaccine. And they said Biden had a goal to reach by July 4th uh, in regards to how many people he wanted vaccinated at a certain time by July 4th. David, your thoughts as we get on to this subject? Well, first of all, the whole COVID thing has been politicized. Um, I'm reminded uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, Rahm, Rahm, I can't think of his name. He was the uh, former uh, Obama chief of staff as well as the uh, mayor of Chicago. Mayor of Chicago yeah. And he, he made a sense, never let a crisis go to waste. So what they do, they politicize it. Uh, they politicize President Trump. And now uh, a lot of this stuff just for political optics, I don't want to look like people died on my watch, so I'm going to put people to get the, get the vaccine. And the stories are all, are all over the place, uh, as Samson was talking. They, they, they were talking about uh, why are you pushing so hard for people to get vaccinated? Uh, there, uh, natural immunity provides 6.7 times more protection than the, than, than, uh, than the vaccine. But you still want people with natural immunity or people who had COVID to uh to get vaccinated there are there are always side effects with any type of medication no matter you what you take no matter what so don't tell somebody who actually had covid that well you still need to get vaccinated well i have natural natural immunity i have antibodies in my system that protects me so you want me to to go ahead and risk getting the vaccine because you because you want to feel comfortable and i'll get into this i, I had some uh uh interaction with some people on Twitter this week that was very, very interesting. At the end of the day, they can't answer certain questions, and and you find out a lot of them are uninformed. Uh, they want you to get vaccinated for them. Uh, well, that's not going to happen. People are talking about if we get vaccinated, well, I don't want you to affect me. Nobody's affecting you. You got vaccinated, right? So if you got vaccinated, you're protected uh, from severe in- illness and death and hospitalization. Relax. Uh, go ahead. Take the vaccine. And uh, quit trying to uh, mass vaccinate people as if the vaccine is some uh, godlike uh, cure uh, for, for, for the vaccine. It's not. We've had breakthrough infections. Uh, until you can actually, these uh, doctors and, and experts and politicians actually tell the whole story about the vaccine, people are not going to, many people are not going to trust them. And they're selling fear. And unfortunately, these things happen in life. We have to learn to deal with it and be and effectively deal with it without uh, 
losing losing your mind and going crazy trying to get everybody vaccinated because you're scared. Well, we're going to get into all of that, ladies and gentlemen. Feel free to dial in tonight, 646-200-0628-646-200-0628. We are aware that a lot of our listeners around the world do so online on the World Wide Web. So if you you want to call in and and, uh, have something to say about this very important topic tonight, feel free to do so. Uh, We're coming back. Forceful abuse of vaccination mandates sweep in this country. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you a question? Did you know that there are over 2.4 million people behind bars in the United States? I'll ask you one more question. Were you aware that that is the highest number of people behind bars in the entire world? The United States makes up of only 5% of the world's population, but we have over 25% of the world's prison population. America prides itself on being the most advanced and progressive nation on earth. However, sadly, we are also the world's most archaic. I'm going to give you a personal invitation to get involved with the fight against mass incarceration. Take a few moments to call 1-855-529-4252. That is a just cause. And we fight for justice. Again, call a just cause today. Don't delay Call 1-855-529-4252. It is time, and I say high time, that we take America's incarceration seriously. Won't you join us? Call today.
I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm a sister. A registered nurse. I serve my country in the United States military. I'm your neighbor. I sit next to you at church. And my child was arrested, held in custody, questioned without my knowledge, exposed to violence, witnessed to rape, placed in solitary confinement, unable to call or see me, shackled to a wall, beaten, sentenced as an adult at age 17, sentenced as an adult at age 16, sentenced as an adult at age 15. We felt lost, isolated, ostracized, misjudged, terrified. And in the absence of all hope, my child took his own life. And then I found the Alliance for Youth Justice. They gave me the support and resources to get through one of the most difficult times in my life. Now I know I'm not alone. And neither are you. Now we have a voice. Now we We have have power. power. In numbers. In numbers. In numbers. We can make a difference. There are approximately 2 million children in the juvenile and criminal justice system in this country. These are the faces of those families. If you are the family member of a child who has been in the justice system, or if you are someone who supports this movement and is ready to make a difference, visit the Campaign for Youth Justice at www.campaignforyouthjustice.org. Odds of becoming an astronaut, 1 in 13,200,000. Odds of being struck by lightning, 1 in 576,000. Odds of dating a supermodel, 1 in 88,000. Odds of bowling a perfect game, 1 in 11,500. Odds of being trapped in an elevator, 1 in 24,528. Odds of catching a ball at a major league game, 1 in 563. Odds of an injury from shaving, 1 in 6,585. Odds of tripping while texting, 1 in 10. Odds of getting cancer in your lifetime, 1 in 2 men, 1 in 3 women. It's up to us to change the odds for our generation. For the ones we love. For our future. If you don't like the odds, stand up. Stand up to cancer. Ladies and gentlemen, AJC Radio, as you hear that tone come on tonight, there was a time in this nation, thinking about Dire Straits' video, uh, The Walk of Life, uh, it was a time in this nation where there were freedoms and rights that had not been threatened. Um, it was good old apple pie and uh, patriotic talk. Uh, hot dogs, baseball games, you name it, uh, that we considered patriotic. Today, those folks that hold on to their rights to not be forcefully vaccinated are not afforded that same type of happiness. They're demonized. Threats are being made to these people. You're called a non-patriotic American. You're cussed out, and you're treated poorly. Why? Because I have a right to decide what to inject in my body at any given time. Dennis, your thoughts? 
Yeah, I was thinking about when you were talking about unpatriotic. Uh, you know, in the military, less than 50 percent have been have actually gotten vaccinated. And that's because the majority of the uh, military, uh, they don't want to be vaccinated. So you're telling me that these guys that went to war, done all these things, you know, protected this country and still and still is that they are unpatriotic. How do you go there? You can't. So now it's mandated that, you know, by September, uh, they're going to make the soldiers, uh, you know, get the, uh, the so, vaccine. So what do you do when you have soldiers that for, for whatever reason, and God forbid we wish that on anybody, uh, that you have an influx of soldiers dying uh, versus and not on the battlefield. Not in a war zone. Who's who's responsible for that? I'll tell you who's responsible. The Biden administration for their, in my opinion, reckless push of the vaccine. It's reckless. Don't get any reckless than that. Um, Mr. Biden is the president of the United States. We said four years ago, when Trump was in office, what you say matters. Well, President Biden, what you say and what you endorse and what you push matters. And that's just, it's unacceptable. I don't care if it's Donald Trump, Biden, Obama, Reagan, Carter, whoever. You cannot send a mandate to force people. And on top of that, it's a non-proven vaccine. Right now, we're going to be joined in, who's joining us in this conversation. Her name is Carolyn. I had the privilege of talking to her today. Um... And a really neat lady that is just trying to, <laughs> excuse me, get out here and tell her story uh, and what her thoughts are on the vaccine. Uh, and we're going to bring her on now. Kellen, you there with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call and thank you for bringing light to this subject. Oh, without question. And I'm going to give you the opportunity. You have a you have a huge story to tell, um, and I'm going to let you tell it. And and this is some this is some bizarre stuff. Um, it is absolutely unprecedented because we've never yes, seen this in this country before, right? Right, that, exactly. Go ahead and talk to our listeners, Carolyn, introduce yourself and uh, give us your thoughts about this outrageous push uh, with this vaccine. Well, I became uh, familiar up close and personal with all of the stories of the healthcare workers and the mandatory vaccines because my daughter is a nurse and she graduated in 2020 and was thrown right into the COVID floors right away of the hospital. And so I saw how hard they worked and um, I saw them donning all their PPE equipment all day, layers upon layers and masks and face shields that would steam up from the heat. Um, and they worked long shifts and without breaks, and uh, the healthcare workers were lauded as heroes. I'm sure you saw the banners and the commercials and everyone talking about how wonderful our healthcare workers were, which they were, and they still are today. But unfortunately, today, they are also being made to feel disposable, and mm -hmm. they are told that they can get a shot, or they can be replaced or lose their job. And no one should, in my opinion, be forced to do that, and especially 
going from, I've seen some of the signs at the rallies I've been seeing have been, we've gone from heroes to zeros. And it's just sad, you know, that we have done that to our healthcare workers. And unfortunately, they're the ones getting the press right now, but this is coming for all of us. No, no, without question. And I think it's unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate that we are even at this point in our society right now. Uh, case in point, uh, you have a vaccine that has not been approved by the FDA. That's number one. Right, right. You have a vaccine, and they have issues where you have an emergency crisis. And so vaccines rolled out. That's what the defense of that is, that it's helping some people. I'm not going to disagree with you. The vaccine probably is helping some people. But it's no guarantee it's going to help me. And right. it can help some people. It can hurt others. So because there's no absolute with it, how do we then make it a mandate? You remember right. uh, you remember the, the issue with the blood clots that, that were caused uh, as a result of some of the some of the vaccines that had been released, uh, it wasn't a lot of people, uh, but it was enough people to say, "Look, they, they were having adverse reactions uh, to right. the vaccine." Well, since nobody's in my brain uh, and can say, "Well, that doesn't apply to, to to Mr. Banks, or that doesn't apply to Carolyn," you don't know. You don't right. know what reaction you're going to get. Right. Yes. It, it's all experimental at this point, and. Uh, our healthcare workers, they've seen some people that it's helped. They've seen some people, I'm sure, that it's hurt. And I'm not also, to use your word, naive enough to say that some of the healthcare workers didn't get COVID when they were caring for people. But they did see what the disease does. They do see um, the effects of taking the vaccine. And so they should be allowed um, to make their own decision about that using what they're seeing now. And I know it, the healthcare workers that I've been talking to, a lot of it is just, again, maintaining control over their own bodies, not taking something that ex is experimental. And uh, I know that the experts would tell you, no, 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 we've, you know, we've got it under control, you know, and the FDA approval will just be a few days away. But um, that's we don't we can't see what happens two months from now, six months from now, a year right. from now, two years from now. And that's the danger of it. Uh, Dave Zappola. Carolyn, thank you for joining us tonight, and thank you for your uh, for what you're talking about. Because when you see that the healthcare workers don't want to take it, I mean, I was reminded of the nurses in Texas that sued their hospital that was forcing them to take the vaccine. And I remember one of the nurses saying, "I had COVID." I was told that once I had COVID, I would not have to take a vaccine because I have the antibodies. Well, now they're right. forcing them to take COVID, take the COVID vaccine. And she's saying, well, you're just lying to us then. If we were good before, we're not now, or we're good now, we're not before, whichever way you, you see it, because we see more and more people are not telling the truth. And is that right. what your daughter is seeing too? Um, yes, it just seems to be that the information is shifting and contradicting each other every other day. You know, and we all see it in, in the media. It's, it's tell you, you know, you need the mask one day, you don't need the mask the next day. And it's just, yeah, a lot, a lot of 
misinformation or not necessarily that people are deliberately lying, although I believe some of them are, but we just don't know yet. And that's part of the problem. And as far, you know, as the vaccine goes, I mean, yes, I could give you my opinion on it, but tonight I feel it's important not just to talk about, um, you know, what's in the vaccine or how it would affect you, but just the fact that no one should be forced to put something in their body that they don't want to do. You know, we're told exactly. to eat healthy. We're told to don't drink, don't do drugs, don't smoke. Uh, watch your additives, your chemicals, your preservatives that you are consuming. But now all of a sudden it's okay to put, you know, these unknown chemicals into your body to help you. <laughs> well, David, go ahead. Yeah, and there's another issue. I think uh, Dr. Marty McCary of John Hopkins has been pretty – a uh, prominent doctor there at John Hopkins has talked about not everybody in the country needs to be vaccinated. Obviously, uh, some of the kids have had heart inflammation from it, some of the children, teenagers, uh, and actually died from the vaccine. Uh, in CDC's own reports uh, for uh, results that they haven't really reported, they found 966 people had died from the vaccine. I think that that's the correct number. And furthermore, uh, as Dr. Marty McCary said, that uh, Israeli study shows that uh, natural immunity provides 6.7 times the protection of the vaccine. But yet, uh, Joe Biden himself, President Biden, continues to say you're not patriotic. It's your patriotic duty to take the vaccine. And it's not. Everybody's, it's just, it's been so politicized. But And, and I think that politicization has is what has caused the issues here uh, because nobody wants to say, no politician wants to say people died on my watch. They excoriated right. President Trump and said he killed millions of people. Now, now the shoe's on the other foot and you have the same type of thing that uh, he, he's going to suffer the same fate as President Trump as far as people talking about people are dying on his watch. So a lot of this stuff even being pushed by Joe Biden is so for political optics. I don't want to look bad. So I'm going to tell everybody to vaccinate that I did everything thing I could. And I think that is one of the most major problems with the entire vaccine talk. What is your thoughts on that? Um, my thoughts are just, yes, we've, we've elected President Biden and the others, and they are supposed to, you know, want to do what's best for us or we hope that they want what's best for us and it just doesn't seem to be going that way our country is becoming more and more divided each day um and it's just a sad thing i'm thinking just of yesterday hearing about what president biden plans on doing perhaps with the federal funds that are allotted allotted for medicare and medicaid he has said if um, nursing home workers do not get vaccinated completely he will withhold federal funding for um, the nursing homes and that's just wrong what kind of care are we giving our people um, when we're cutting their funds what kind of care are we giving to patients in hospitals when we're going to take their nurses and doctors away. And and it's not just them. We're talking about AIDS. We're talking about techs. We're talking about cleaning staff. What are the conditions of our hospitals and our nursing homes going to be like 
uh, with these mandates in place. He cannot certainly say that he's doing this for the American people because he will end up harming more people than he's helping. Well, and the, the issue is you're going to take funding from the elderly. Mm-hmm. I mean, these politicians are the first to kiss babies and kiss old ladies on the cheek. Right. But you're right. going to take funding. That's food out of the mouths of the elderly. It's proper care out of the uh, away from the elderly in these rest homes. So who are you threatening? Right. Right. If you want to talk you're about not working. Non- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you're like I said you're not working for them. It's all working against them. But I don't understand that you you make this statement, you can't get it back. But the elderly, a great portion of the elderly voted you in office. Right. They voted for Biden. But what happens if the people who work at nursing homes took a hard line and said, uh, well, okay, go ahead and fire all of us. What's going to happen to the elderly then? Then the politician will be sitting, Biden will be sitting back saying, well, I didn't do this. Actually, you did do this. Right. So what happens? Some people are going to take a hard line against you're going to and you're going to lose some people, and then you don't have people there to actually take care of the elderly. Then what? Exactly. And, and if you yeah. yeah, if you add the fact that most people aren't wanting to work nowadays anyhow because of all the bonus unemployment and things like that, most of our nursing homes are short-staffed and underpaid, underworked as it is. They're not going to be eager to work there when people start giving them extra mandates, extra tasks to do, which is very sad. And like I said, the care in the hospitals are going to go the same way. That's horrible. Go ahead, Kendra. Uh, uh, Carolyn, just first I want to thank you for being on the show also. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had a, a question to kind of get your perspective because from what I understand, there are many ways in a hospital where you could potentially become affected by other diseases besides COVID. And and I'm pretty sure as part of their job is to safeguard from infection, especially right. the cleaning staff. Their job is to disinfect. Right. So uh, I was wondering, is there is there a workaround that they're offering uh, your daughter as if you take these precautions, you can still keep your job? Because I'm kind of understanding you're not, they're not giving an alternative to things that already work. They know that you can can protect yourself, disinfect your areas, wash your hands, all the standard things that we do know work that you can keep yourself from uh, infection. Is that has that come in the conversation at all, or is it just um, a hard? You, you line? know, as as far as um, my understanding, I myself am not you know in healthcare, but from my understanding, is um, it's going to go across the board. And um, they are using, obviously, we've been cleaning, disinfecting things for years and years. Obviously, the last year um, has become a little more intense. Like I said, the extra PPE equipment, the extra, you know, sanitizing and hand washing, they've done that, but it just seems to be taking it to a next level. Um, So I'm I'm not understanding now why they're thinking that's not quite going to work. But from what I see... Um, as far as if you're saying, is there any slack? Um, I don't believe so. A, uh, most of the uh, things that I'm seeing are, are people are saying, 
do this or get out. And I just, like I said, can't understand how we could have gone from we need you, we need you, we need you last year to mm, sorry, you know, we can do without you right now. No, absolutely right. Uh, Carolyn, I'm going to play a clip real quick uh, regarding the the push for uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, I'm going to get your thoughts on the other side of this clip. Let's play it. Okay. major holiday where life felt almost normal with most COVID restrictions lifted nationwide. Nearly 2 million people passed through TSA checkpoints every day this weekend and gatherings on beaches and at parades were back in full swing. But the health officials in the White House aren't letting their guard down. 67% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose. That's short of the president's goal of 70%. The rapidly spreading Delta variant is renewing efforts to get more shots and arms to avoid a major surge in cases. NBC News Now correspondent Dasha Burns is following the latest COVID headlines this morning. Dasha, good morning. So we've, of course, talked quite a bit about outreach and programs to get people who've been on the fence about the vaccine to go ahead and get the shot, like bringing the shot to places where they're going to be anyway, commuter hubs, things like that. So tell us about this later push, this latest push to vaccinate more Americans. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, as you mentioned, a lot of celebration over the weekend. And even though the White House fell short of their goal of 70% by the 4th of July. President Biden still striking a pretty optimistic tone over the weekend, but also saying that getting vaccinated is the most patriotic thing that Americans could do. And Savannah, while so many folks celebrated, breathed a sigh of relief that were rounding the bend here with the pandemic, there are still many parts of this country where the vaccination rate is lagging. Looking at states like Mississippi, where uh, the amount of people with one dose is just 36 percent. Louisiana, where that number is 39 percent. States like Idaho, Wyoming, Alabama, 40 percent of people with at least one dose. And those are the areas where those low vaccination rates are making those communities more vulnerable to the Delta variant, which is spreading, especially among that unvaccinated population, Savannah. Yeah, absolutely. And now, Dasha, I have one to ask you about that's concerning. It's sad. The CDC is now investigating the death of a 13-year-old Michigan boy who died days after getting his second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. What are you learning about that investigation and what might have happened here? Hey, Savannah, yeah, uh, 13-year-old Jacob Kleinick died in his sleep three days after receiving his second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. His aunt telling the Detroit Free Press that he was healthy with no underlying conditions. And the county health department in Saginaw County, where uh, Jacob was from, telling local press confirming the CDC is investigating whether there is a correlation between his death and the vaccine. And that is the important thing to note here, Savannah. There are still a lot of questions. There is not yet a confirmed connection between his death and the vaccine. And uh, examiners say that it could still be months before this investigation is complete. Absolutely important context there. Dasha, also let's say on Pfizer, researchers in Israel say the vaccine is less effective against the Delta variant. How much protection do people have What's Pfizer saying about this? And if you got this shot, is there anything you need to know? Yeah, Israel's health ministry uh, saying that Pfizer is less effective against the Delta variant than previous strains, according to a preliminary study. The data shows full inoculation is 64% effective at preventing infection. That's compared to 94% with previous strains. But here's the key piece here. Again, it is still 
highly effective against preventing hospitalization, showing mm. a 93% effectiveness rate at preventing hospitalization, Savannah. And that is something so important to keep in mind and to keep you safe. Dasha, thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Um, the uncertainty of this variant, uh, of this vac vaccine for this variant, the uncertain answers that you simply do not have should be more than enough to stop this push for mandated vaccine. That a 13-year-old boy took the vaccine, went and took a nap, didn't wake up. Now, did the vaccine take his life? Again, you don't know. So why would I put I don't know in my body? Does that make any sense? Carolyn, your thoughts? Uh, well, one of the things that jumped out at me in the clip was after she was talking about this boy, they said, well, it, we'll investigate it, but it will be months before we know. And this could be, like I said, before months. It could be years before we see things. My question is, is when they do find out, will they report it to us or will they keep the results to themselves? Um, one thing I would like people to do is to educate themselves. And when I was hearing about um, the boy that passed away, it made me think of all the people that are having adverse re uh, reactions to this and kidney problems, miscarriages, blood clotting like you touched on before, heart inflammation. Uh, that isn't going to be out there every day uh, on the mainstream media to see. So m most, many people that are passionate about this subject know of the VAERS report. And VAERS stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. I believe that comes out every week, but you can go to that. You can look up stories. You can see what's happening to uh, people around the world and what kind of adverse reactions they're having to it. I think it is crucial that we educate ourselves. Um, as you and I both said before, the vaccine might be good for some people. It might be bad for others, but we need to educate and we need to go looking for answers. Uh, besides looking at the VAERS report, let's look at the Children's Health Defense uh, website and um, the right side. I believe you may be having Del Bigtree on later. Um, he has the high wire, but we need to come together. We need to see both sides of it. And as we're trying to figure this out, um, and we can touch on this if you want to in a bit with the protesting and such, we've got to do this in a calm, peaceful manner. We can't attack people who are getting vaccines or just doing as they're told because some people, they were raised in homes where you don't question the doctor. You just do what they say. Uh, the fear mongering over the last year has been intense. People are afraid that they will lose their kids. People are afraid of losing their loved ones. And the death of a child, the death of any loved one is tragic regardless of how they're dying, but a lot of people are being sucked in and doing this just because that's what they're told. And I think, like I said, the biggest thing we need to do is educate ourselves and be able to um, talk about the subject calmly, to share information, and to get out there and fight for our rights. 
Well, and one other thing is, like I said, you're talking about educating, uh, being educated. Uh, according to the CDC, uh, for the week ending July 24th, 2021, the risk of hospitalization from COVID-19 in kids ages 5 to 17 is 0.3 per million. Right. That's virtually not, that's almost, the 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 the, the amount of risk for children 5 to 17 is, is just negligible at, at best. Yet, if you listen to the media, uh, and I hate the, the, the term and the slogans, well, one death is too many. Well, people die in this country, I'm sorry to say, but you can't say one death is too many because people are going to die from many people are dying from many things all over all over right. the country, and you can't right. control every person's reaction to a vaccine or 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 you don't know if they're going to be naturally immune. You just you just don't know. So to make those type of statements and to as 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 a uh, as a predicate to get people to take vaccines and to stir up fear is just wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And people are afraid. Yes. Yeah. Demetrius. Hi, Carolyn. Um, I, my question comes from, uh, we saw in the media where some of the frontline workers, as you mentioned, your daughter is in healthcare as a nurse. Uh, they were trying to silence them when they were trying to speak the facts, the truth. Uh, has your daughter shared uh, anything regard, regarding those lines on what the thing? She's a frontline worker, obviously, but has she shared anything with you that, could possibly, uh, you know, bring light to the situation on the facts and the truth? Well, I mean, she tells me, you know, what is going on in the hospital every day. I don't know if I can give you, like, I don't know if you're looking for an exact statistic or anything like that. Um, but there are a lot of healthcare workers that do not want to get in. They're, they're being villainized by it, um, but they just – not like they don't want to give the proper care. They care about their patients. They love their patients. That's what heartbreaking is. These nurses are having, and other healthcare workers, are saying, we are dedicated to our jobs. We love our jobs. But now, you know, it's taking the shot, doing what someone else says, or losing their job. And many of them have heartbreaking stories because they're the breadwinners of the family. They're the insurance providers for their family. And they're afraid. They're not just afraid of the vaccine, but they're afraid of what's going to happen uh, after they lose their job. They're afraid for income. They're afraid for the health of their family. And uh, they just feel like they're being attacked. That's horrible. It really is. Um, So I think... I mean, what do you say to the folks out there that follow the lead of the president? But a lot of people are standing back. A lot of people are. Some people have. Um, mm-hmm. How do you? How does a person not be peer pressured or bullied into taking the shot? Right. Well, I th- I think we need to realize that there are a lot of people on both sides. Mainstream media will kind of make it look like you're in the minority if you don't want to get a shot. I live in a state where 50% are vaccinated, 50% aren't. The country is very, very divided. And you just wouldn't, like I said, it's not promoted that it, that it's it's like that, that one side is, is 
like you said, you're looked at as you're unpatriotic. You're looked at that you don't love your fellow man because you're not getting the shot. And, you know, I think people need to realize that there are people in their corner. They need to be brave. They need to stand up. Um, and there's little things that we can do to help each other through this process. Um, I recently got involved in just doing some protesting, and I haven't done it before, but because this cause um, I'm so impassioned about, I started by going to a rally, and it's a little scary to get out of the van with your first sign, but you have to realize it's such a beautiful thing when you go and there's so many other people like you willing to share their stories, willing to say, we're all in this together, let's go do this. And so people, to get over the fear of stepping out there, they need to get over the fear that they're alone because you're not. Um, like I said, everyone needs to realize that their freedoms are next. And if we support others, hopefully they will come and support us in return. Uh, I'd like to challenge lawyers and doctors and ministers who might be able to help in this situation to be vocal, to be brave, to put themselves out there, and to help those medical workers who are trying to get exemptions and who just want to work without, you know, having their shot. They still, their desire is to help people. Their desire is to make people well. But we need um, some advocacy to step up and help them do that. No, absolutely right, and that's what we're here for. William, your thoughts? Well, Carolyn, I, I had a question for you. I know that mm -hmm. you've been – you know, you're very passionate about the situation, and of course, with your daughter being a frontline worker. But mm -hmm. I, I wanted to see if – have you seen these videos now where they're, they're capturing these people in the hospital rooms, and they're saying, you know, I wish I had taken the, the shot? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Carolyn, hold one moment. This brought to my attention. We have a, a caller – that was scheduled to call in, wants to chime in in this conversation. We're going to come right back to you. Uh, I think they've been okay. holding for a few minutes. Let's bring them on, uh, and then we, okay. we're, we're going to pick that back up. All right. Thank you. Okay. One moment. Okay. Amber, are you with us? Yes. Thank you for your patience. Uh, they just flagged me down to tell me that you were uh, in queue. My apologies for any type of delay with that. Um, we have That's Carolyn. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, we have Carolyn on the line. Uh, she's been talking about this vaccine. I know you had something uh, that you wanted to add, and uh, give us your thoughts as we get into this conversation. I'm more than happy to keep you on here for, for the dialogue. Um, I really feel that it should be freedom of choice. We shouldn't force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. Well, and especially if you're fired, you know, for not right? doing it. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, do you think that's the main problem that people have is the fact, don't tell me what to do? No, not at all. There's a lot to it. Uh, you know, everyone sees what the vaccines do. Um, mm -hmm. It's not approved yet, you know, it's experimental. And I don't see how it can be mandated to where people are forced to take it or lose their job or not be able to go shopping or travel, you know, anything. Right, and I think that's what the passport goes to. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and I and I think look, if if you start doing that, as as, as Samson alluded to earlier, uh, man, can I go in the grocery store? Can I go to the pharmacy to get my medication? If do I have to have a? I need a, a passport. The next thing they're going to be doing, are they going to be uh, uh, testing your retina? New York City has already started that. 
today you can't oh, go wow. to a movie. Um, you can't dine indoors. Uh, without the vaccine passport, uh, uh, Mayor de Blasio has already started that in, there in New York City. So he passed that. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he signed he, it in the law. He signed an. Uh, he called an executive order or, or something for the city that that that's what they're going to be required to well, do. He'll be executively voted out. Well, he he's already on his way out. So, <laughs> Emily, good thoughts on that one. That's unbelievable. Um, good thoughts just, on that. If I could just um, chime in here, I would like to encourage. Um, people to avoid or boycott businesses, events, organizations that are forcing the mandates for their employees. We need to kind of stand up and say, you're going to lose money. We're not going to shop with you. We're not going to travel with you if you're taking away our individual rights. And I would also like to encourage people to seek out businesses who are not mandating and give some of our money, some of our business towards those places as well. Indeed. I mean, if you take if you take people's leisure time away to go to a park, I mean, that, that's coming next. Well, you can't have you at the Grand Canyon. But uh, but do you know what's happening in New York? Only 33% of African Americans got the shot. So right now it's turned into a segregation issue mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. blacks can't go to these places and 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 indoor dine. They can't go to movies. They can't go to Broadway. Or do anything that, of their leisure activity. So now it's turned into well, because you're not vaccinated. Well, that's 67 percent, 66 percent of African Americans there in New York City. So uh, th- th- this is the, the unintended consequences of, of these uh, of these mandates. No, without question. Amber, your thoughts? Uh, it's ridiculous, and I don't think we're going to stand for it. There's going to be a lot of people standing up against it. No, no, and which they should. Which they should, and I would, I would look. Uh, I would tell that to anybody. If you feel like this is not something for you, uh, don't do it. If you feel like it's a risk that that you know you got kids at home, uh, you know what? You may not come back home. That's a reality. That's not a scare tactic. That's actually a reality for what we've seen. Samson? Yeah, I was just reading an article here that out. Uh, in, you know, yesterday, San Jose Mayor. To basically anywhere that has that can house 50 people or more, if you're not fully vaccinated, you're not allowed to go. Tomorrow, San Francisco is saying if you cannot go into a restaurant, a museum, a gym, or anything else that might be considered entertainment without proof that you are fully vaccinated. I mean, they are like like Dave was saying, like they're completely segregating the populace right now based on a simple vaccination, which. Again, we fully have the right to say, no, I don't want to put that in my body. You can't prove that it's good for me. But, I mean, you know, reading up on the history of this, the federal government's relying on these state and local governments because they're standing on a 115-year-old ruling that happened back when smallpox was the biggest thing on the planet. You know, they're still standing on that today to say, that, yeah, we're going to force you to get this vaccination. And it's just – it's completely ludicrous. Well, you know and what I do for – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. It's your show. (laughs) No, 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 please. Please, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just thinking when you were talking about Mayor de Blasio and some of the other politicians that are stepping forward and kind of pushing their power at us, I just want to encourage people now to start looking ahead to the next elections, to look about to contacting their state legislatures, their governors, their representatives, their senators, but look for people to help or politicians who uh, are 
regardless of their political party or affiliation, who are willing to match up with your ideals, who are showing up now, being brave and speaking out now about the issues, rather than next year when the cameras are rolling during election season. So we need to um, be firm about that. I agree with that. Carolyn, your thoughts on that? I just gave my thoughts. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amber, your thoughts on that? I 100% agree. We should be involved because when you're not involved, you have no idea what's going on. And now the protests, tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, are these protests that uh, are, are trending across the country that you folks are seeing? And I, my, my understanding is a lot of these protests are even happening outside of the country because of what's going on with, with the vaccines. That they're like, you know what, we don't agree with this, but other countries are trying to implement mandates. Yeah, largely in France, there's a huge, there was a huge uh, outbreak of uh, outbreak of protests uh, from the mandates that the government's trying to do there. And Greece also. Unbelievable. This is spreading like wildfire. You know what's spreading? Violation of rights. That's yep. what's spreading. You're, vi- you're in violation. And I, again, I'm at a loss for words because I'm trying to figure out how an, a, an administration in the United States, which we, the United States prides themselves on rights and fair treatment and uh, protecting the rights of its citizens. That's not happening right now. And you have states that are going rogue like New York. I can't go into a movie theater. I can't go. I can't dine in, in, inside a restaurant with my family if I don't have a COVID or vaccine passport showing I've been vaccinated. Dave, well, when you look at them having to force people to take a vaccine, that's just too much. I mean, personally, there are many reasons why I wouldn't take a vaccine. Uh, this vaccine, when I look back many years ago, I took the MMR vaccine. I got so sick from that vaccine, they sent me home from school. Well, they even today, they say that there are no adverse effects from the MMR vaccine. There are no side effects. Well, obviously, I had a side effect that was pretty bad. What would happen to me if I took this one? I keep wondering. Is like, if I took this, would, would it kill me? Well, everybody's different. Everybody is different. And if everybody's different and everybody's body reacts differently, if somebody dies... Who's going to be held accountable for it? If your employer tells you you can't come to work without a vaccine, well, that person may end up dead. And you have employers that have people working from home that are forcing the people working from home to get a vaccine Wait or a you minute. lose your job. That's are you ridiculous. joking right now? No. So I'm in my house. Nobody's with me. Yep. I'm, I'm mandated to take a vaccine as an employee. I need both responses. Amber, you go first. He's right. That's ridiculous. And it's going to shut down a lot of businesses because people are not going to get the vaccine. So they're going to be like, well, then I just won't go out. I'll cook at home or watch a movie at home. Well, they're going to say next, if you're at home with the between eight and five, you need a vaccine. That, I'm telling you, that, this, this seems like there's no end to this nonsense. There's no end to it. It's just going to get worse. Carolyn, your thoughts? Well, it is nonsense what you're saying. We're having, you know, you vaccinated in your own home. I even heard a report the other day that your child should be wearing a mask 
while he's at home to protect him from things you may have brought in and carried up. The promotions to get this vaccine, the bribery to get the vaccine, it's unprecedented. Um, I'll tell you, in my town today, I just saw in the newspaper that they are giving away gift cards to come get the vaccine. And besides getting your gift card, they have a new thing called the Good Neighbor gift card. And you, if you have already been vaccinated, if you bring a neighbor or a friend along and they get their vaccine, both of you get a gift card. So they're going about some sneaky ways of enticing people to get this in there. All right. And I don't don't think any of us need a good neighbor like that. (laughs) That's absolutely right. Do you know what the amount of the gift card is? Um, it's fifty dollars per dose. So if you get, you know, both doses, you get a hundred dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this this will reveal where I'm from. We just had a state fair recently, and you were um, eligible for a free cream puff if you got a vaccine. Yes. And and people were doing it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were doing right it. So you had almost seven hundred get- people. To get a cream puff for the vaccine? (laughs) Yes. You gotta be. What is going on in America, man? I'm totally blown away. Cream puffs for your life. Possibly. Cream puffs for your life. Yeah. So, and this is what I told somebody today. I said, look, the vaccine is equal to this. Everybody knows what Russian roulette is. You want me to put a bullet in the chamber? Let's see if it hits. That's the risk. Well, we all we exactly. all become, I mean, you're basically all consenting to being guinea pigs because there's I mean, been no consent. I, well, I mean, those that are taking it, the side effects may be whatever. You know, we, that's the thing. When you we when you watch TV, you'll see the commercials that say side effects may be nausea, allergy, drowsiness, so forth and so on. Those are things that we hear. Here's we the, don't know with this. Here's the problem. Cream puffs <laughs> for a vaccine. I, I, look, ladies, you guys are still good to come back with us. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, I want to ask Amber. Amber, they stated that there were some stories that you wanted to share with us regarding this vaccine. I want to hear that. Kelly, I want to hear more from you. And, and folks, I'm at a loss for words. Cream puffs for the vaccine. We'll be right back. This is AJC Radio, a vaccine mandate out of control in America. What exactly is going on? What has happened? I'm going to deal with that on the other side of the break. This is AJC Radio. We have a big problem, and we need your help. It's happening on college campuses, at bars, at parties, even in high schools. It's happening to our sisters and our daughters, our wives, and our friends. It's called sexual assault, and it has to stop. We have to stop it. So listen up. If she doesn't consent, or if she can't consent, it's rape, it's assault. It's a crime. It's wrong. If I saw it happening and I was taught, you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I'd speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her. I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect. It's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. 
And that starts with you. Because one is too many. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now add a wrongful conviction to that. Life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or at the ball game is something that no kid should ever be faced with. Especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic of wrongful convictions by remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation You can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call or just calls today. 1-855-529-4252. We seek justice for the children. As they go to bed at night and mom's not there, dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us for the children, for they truly are our future. In the fabric of America, they are the toughest threads. One of the first things they learned was the code that every service member lives by. Leave no one behind. Now all of us need to live by it, too, because some veterans are being left behind. Twenty of them take their own lives every day. Learn how to be there for a veteran at BeThereForVeterans.com. Honor the code. Be there. Leave no one behind. Meeting a teen girl online is actually pretty easy. You can go into any chat room and just start talking. Most of the girls are usually so insecure and Desperate for attention. attention from older guys is totally flattering. There's so much more mature and understanding than the guys might. Age actually works to my advantage. They like to brag to their friends that they're dating an older guy, so I just play along and pretend I'm really interested. interested in the same things I am. You can talk forever and really get to know someone without worrying about looks or whatever. That's the best thing about chatting. Chatting seems unthreatening to them, so they lower their guard. After a while, I start talking about how we're soulmates and how lucky we are to have found each other. Other people don't understand. I know what I'm doing. If you really care about each other, there's nothing wrong with me. Meeting them is the goal. Once I get them out of their house, well, that's when things get really interesting. Online predators know what they're doing. Do you? You're on your way to meet up with friends but you can't seem to get anywhere quickly. You don't want your friends to be annoyed, so you text. You're on your way. Five seconds is the average time your eyes are off the road while texting while driving. Make sure you get where you're going. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Sparks. I'm Chase Crawford. Hey, what's up? It's Usher. Hi, I'm Rachel Dawson. I'm Hayden Christensen. I'm Peyton Manning. Hey, we're Fall Out Boy. I'm Dan Archuleta. I'm Corbin Blue. I'm Kristen Bell. And we're the Jonas Brothers. Do something good for your community. Reuse bags and bottles and always recycle. Help us collect them. Help people prepare for a natural disaster. 
Do something about homelessness. Anyone could be a rock star in their community. So then do something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Visit dosomething.org to find out how. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio tonight as we have really gone down a road of of troubled times in this country, and the rights of individuals are in major jeopardy, uh, where folks are being forced to take vaccines. Uh, I just learned during the break that Colorado, is that right, Colorado had a vaccine lottery? That's, That's correct. correct. Whereas you entered a, uh, as a, once you got your vaccine, you were put into a drawing. And what was the jackpot that was won? A million dollars. Four times. A million dollars. Yeah. Wow. Vaccine lottery? Four, four times, yeah. Under 18, you would win free college. So they gave what? out two prizes a week. One was the million dollars for adults, and the other was for young adults, free college. This country has lost their mind. That's just the bottom line. You offer somebody, that's how desperate you are to get vaccines out. Because of the pressure, the mainstream media is pushing this narrative. They're pushing it. And uh, this is what I need to do. Amber and Carolyn, listen, we're going to be having a part two, probably a part three series of this because we, our time, uh, I know you guys uh, were coming on for about 30 minutes with us tonight and and we appreciate you guys coming on, but the time is getting away from us. I do have another guest for the next segment. Um, can you guys rejoin rejoin us next week for the part two of the series? Yes, sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. And, I, again, I want to be respectful of your time. I know the gentleman uh, coming on has about 30 minutes as well. Uh, we're trying to get everybody in. So, please, listen, this conversation is going nowhere. And I'd love to have you ladies back. I think you guys are offering a lot in this conversation. Uh, I, I, we will, I will be in touch with you offline, uh, and we will get you set up to, to, to call in next Thursday if that works for you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for keeping the subject alive and in the forefront. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys again. We're going to post your websites at our website for people to go and find more information. Uh, and then next week, uh, we'll be in touch to bring you back on. Uh, next Thursday, part two of this series continues. There's too much information to get in one show, and we'd love to have both of you ladies back, okay? Awesome. Thank, thank you very you. much. All right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, Amber Hand uh, and Carolyn, uh, adding to this dialogue and this conversation regarding forcible vaccines, uh, they are definitely uh, folks that uh, are not for uh, the vaccine uh, being mandated. Now, individually, whatever choice or decision you make, it's yours to make. Make no mistake about it. But right now, we're going to bring on Dale Victory. Uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Victory, thank you so much for your patience. He is the founder of I Can and host of the High Wire. Uh, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Uh, this guy's doing some good things. Uh, Mr. Victory, are you with us? No, I'm with you. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? How you today? doing? Uh, we're doing good. Good to have you. And and we're honored, a man with your resume, uh, to come on our show and give give, give a conversation. Uh, I can't tell you how, how grateful we are for you taking time out of your schedule to join us in this conversation. We appreciate that. 
Well, it's the most important conversation in our lifetime, so it's my honor to be speaking to you. Thank you so much, and I and, and ours the same, Mr. Big Tree. As we've been talking, I, 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 look, we just talked about a vaccine lottery that I was. It was just brought to my attention happened in this state. Uh, college folks winning free college. Uh, this is the, the vaccine push has turned into a game show. One lady won a. Does it one lady it ha- won a million dollars? Yeah. It were four times that a million. Four dollars women won. won uh, four people won a million dollars a piece for a vaccine lottery. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, my thoughts are this. If you've seen any of the polls or study that's been done across America, they all say the same thing, that essentially just over 50% of America took this vaccine. But there's this hesitant group, about 50%. Right now, it's probably more like you know 45% as they continue to give out lottery tickets. But the truth is, is half of this nation decided not to take this vaccine. And when they've polled to figure out who these people are, what they find out is they tend to be of higher education levels, more affluent. So in many ways, these are the smart intelligentsia of America that have turned down this vaccine. And so in many ways, I think offering, you know, free cream puffs, free beer, uh, lottery tickets and lap dances, you're appealing to the wrong crowd. That would have worked on the people that got the vaccine to begin with. But you're not going to take college educated people that actually read the safety trials that were cut short to release this early under the emergency use authorization and all of the issues and injuries that we're seeing from it. You're not going to use clean puffs to get to that group, right? And so right. it just shows you how out of touch uh, our, our, our government is and how out of touch our you know, health departments are. And here's the simple fact of the matter. What they've essentially done is just admitted to our entire country that they've thrown in the towel on their ability to make intelligent people believe that getting this vaccine is an intelligent idea. So now we're going to throw cream puffs and free beer at you. Frankly, I just don't think that's going to get the job done. And uh, they're in a tragic situation. But it just shows how incredibly desperate this whole pathetic push has become. No, absolutely right. And ladies and gentlemen, you want to listen to Mr. Big Tree. Uh, his career as an Emmy-winning producer of the CBS talk show, The Doctors. Uh, I believe you. there was some work done with Dr. Phil. This guy's talking some yep. stuff, folks, that you need to pay attention to. Uh, and it's amazing to me, uh, Mr. Big Tree, it, this gives, has a sense and a ring of a Hollywood production that, you know, you had the pandemic the first couple year and a half that dominated everything. Now you have the vaccine with the same power and push. So it's like, man, now we're dealing with vaccines. And I guess people in America are like, man, can we get a break? Because the controversy continues here. And the pandemic did a lot, shut a lot of businesses down. A lot of people were hurt by that. Uh, and now the vaccine is the, is the hot topic. I, I guess I'm, I'm overwhelmed with what you hear and what will persuade people to put a needle in their arm. As I said earlier, you're playing Russian roulette. You have no idea what's going to, what that reaction is going to be. And when that bullet gets into that chamber, how do you know? And then why would you push that as a country, as an administration, as a government? How would you encourage people to do that? Your thoughts on that, Mr. Victory? 
Well, my thoughts are, you know, I've heard you say, as I was listening to you guys earlier, that we don't know what the results would be, but we do have some suspicions and some signs from the science that we actually read. So I'd like to talk about some of that. I mean, that's the focus sure. of what I do. I'm a medical producer. I won an Emmy Award for six years. All I did was investigate great scientists, great doctors all over the world for CBS on the, on the, the show The Doctors. Then yep. I made a documentary because I came upon a whistleblower that came forward from the CDC and said, we're committing scientific fraud in the vaccine safety studies. I pursued that story and ended up making the documentary called Vax from Cover Up the Catastrophe, which swept the world. It took the world by storm and catapulted me into this position of having to decide, am I going to you know, further destroy my career in television? I was not able to tell that story on the doctors because they didn't want to admit there's a whistleblower inside the CDC that's saying that they're lying. But let's wow. talk about the science for a minute, yes. because one of the things when you say give away, you know, a college education, I'm going to honestly say something. I am deeply concerned and we should watch every kid across the country that wins, you know, a full college scholarship because the science tells us they may not live to see the end of that four year tenure. This wow. vaccine has such a history of danger. We have never seen anything like it. And so. For your audience, let me discuss the concerns that we have from a scientific level. I'm going to get a little bit in the weeds, but I'll try to make it make sense. No, go when ahead. This vaccine, when this vaccine started being rushed onto the market, I, I had started a nonprofit after traveling the, the country with my film Vax. A lot of parents were starting to talk about all the other vaccines. Vax was only about the MMR vaccine and, the, and whether it causes autism and a cover-up by the CDC. But all these parents kept saying, well, what about all the other vaccines? So I started a nonprofit. I hired a legal team because most people don't realize you can't sue the manufacturer. They are protected by our government. So if the vaccine kills you or injures your children, it affects the pharmaceutical industry not at all. They're totally protected. So you got to ask yourself, what, what enforces or what motivates them to make a better product if they cannot be sued? It's one of the only products in this country that is totally protected from lawsuits. Um, and so because of that, I need the legal team to sue the government in order to start getting the truth about what this is because they are covering it up. The CDC isn't actually working in your favor. They're supposed to be protecting people, but what they're protecting is the vaccine program because if you need to sue, you're going to sue Health and Human Services, basically the parent company of the CDC. So the government is working against you, trying to hide the truth about the safety of vaccines. And so I've won lawsuits now against Health and Human Services, against the CDC, against the FDA, against the National Institute of Health. I just released over 3,000 pages of Tony Fauci's emails because I demanded that they hand them over in court and won. So these are the types of things. This is where my information is coming from. So when this well, vaccine was going to be released warp speed, we said, well, how safe is it? We don't see any trials of mRNA vaccines being injected into human beings or coronavirus vaccines. And so we looked at the history, and this is what is so scary right now. When we look back for the last 20 years, virtually every drug company in the world has attempted to make a coronavirus vaccine. This became sort of the gold rush when we had the first SARS coronavirus outbreak in the, in the uh, 1990s. 
And so everyone said, wow, if that ever – it didn't really kill as many people as they thought, but they said, you know, coronavirus may be the future, and if it, if it does that again, we're going to want a vaccine. Well, in every single animal trial of every attempt at a coronavirus vaccine for the last 20 years, the same thing happened, and this is what it is. It's called antibody-dependent enhancement. Some people will call it immune enhancement. You'll hear the term disease enhancement. Or the really technical term is pathogenic priming. Either way, this is what it means. In every one of these trials, they injected the animal with the coronavirus vaccine. And they looked like it was safe because the animals didn't die when they were injected with it. And then they drew the blood of the animals, you know, a couple weeks later to see if their blood is making antibodies. That thing we hear about that sort of defends you against the virus. And, and lo and behold, they were seeing lots of antibody production. And so they thought, oh, woohoo, they're clinking, you know, champagne glasses in the lab there. But then they take animal trials one step further than they do human trials. It's called a challenge study where they actually inject the animal with the virus to see how the vaccine works. And in every single time they did this, of every attempt of a vaccine for coronavirus, what they saw blew their minds. Instead of these antibodies protecting the animal and killing the virus, the, the antibodies seemed to sort of grab onto the virus and help it into the cells of the animal. And so it spread faster. The vaccine helped the virus spread faster through the animals. And then what they called a TH2 immunopathology in the lungs, or you'll hear the term cytokine storm, Simply put, it's like a nuclear meltdown of your immune system where it reacts so bad, like an allergic reaction, that the animals couldn't breathe. They had organ failure, and in many, many cases, the animals died. In every case, the animals got more sick. This is the history of the coronavirus vaccine. It only made animals more sick and killed them. It helped the virus kill the host. We have a history of this that a lot of people don't know about. And it's something about upper respiratory illnesses that we try to vaccinate for. There was an RSV vaccine, which you're hearing that sort of spread in our kids right now. Back in the 1960s, again, they thought it was safe. They gave it to a bunch of kids. Two of the kids died. All of the kids got sick, not from the vaccine. They got the vaccine and they were walking around perfectly healthy. But then when RSV, they came in contact with it months later, the vaccine helped that virus you know, killed a couple of the kids and made them all sick. We saw this again about two years ago with a vaccine for dengue in the Philippines. It was called Dengvaxia. It was rushed to all these people. It's supposed to be this new wave vaccine. It's going to be great for everybody. Everybody took it. They were running around for months feeling like they were perfectly safe and healthy, just like the people that got this vaccine. But then lo and behold, when dengue came into their villages and the mosquitoes came around, instead of having like diarrhea and getting a little bit sick, over 600 to 1,000 people died because the vaccine helped dengue kill the people. And they kicked the Minister of Health out of Philippines. They kicked that drug company out of the country. But this is the history of coronavirus vaccine. And so now what I want people to look at is when we looked at the emergency use authorization, that was this rushed authorization. It hasn't been approved. Remember, this is not an approved product. It has not been properly safety tested yet. But we asked ourselves, well, obviously they know that they have this one slight side effect that happened in all their animal trials, which leads to death. Clearly, they have made sure that they've overcome that problem 
that they were unable to figure out for 20 years. But when we looked at the emergency use authorization by the FDA, it says very clearly when it comes to the issue of disease enhancement, our trials were unable to really look for that. So there is a risk that they said waning immunity, if the vaccine starts wearing off, this could be an issue. And it says more studies will need to be done after this vaccine is approved and licensed. We are talking about a vaccine that killed animals, and they're saying they're not even going to look for the death problem or try to fix it until after this vaccine is approved for the entire world. So now when you say it's a lottery ticket or, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a revolver with a bullet in it, it's Russian roulette, it is literally Russian roulette with your life now. And here's what I want people to pay attention to. And, I, and I'm going to do a big show on this on my show at thehighwire.com this Thursday coming up. Um, the push for the booster shot. This mm-hmm. booster shot, I want everybody to just put on your logical thinking cap for a second. Because this is where I'm not a doctor, right? I'm just a medical journalist. I just, you know, I have spidey sense, right? You learn to hear baloney and you sort of hear the same types of things. And you start recognizing where problems occur, when drugs go wrong, when people get killed. When we think about this third booster shot that Joe Biden just said everybody in the nation should get it, they're planning on pushing it on the whole country starting at September. You got to ask yourself, they know they want to force this. You've been talking about force the other 40 to 50 percent of us to get this vaccine. They've lost our confidence. Nothing is working to get us to get it. And so we're obviously a very difficult group to convince that this vaccine is a good idea. Well, the second they say that we need a third booster shot, they're essentially telling all of us that are already hesitant, this vaccine doesn't work. All the people that just got it are going to need to wear masks if you're watching CNN. Nobody got free. The lockdowns aren't, are coming back. The masks are here to stay because the vaccine doesn't protect anybody from infection or transmission. I'm not making that up. I predicted it over a year ago on my show because in the emergency use authorization, it said that too. It told us. It wasn't going to stop infection or transmission. But Tony Fauci lied to the world. All of your news people, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, NBC, they all lied to you. I didn't. I'm not a psychic. I'm not a genius. But I can show you the show I did a year ago when I said this vaccine will fail against any variant. And here's why. But let me get back to this death problem. They're pushing a third dose. Do you really think that's going to help build confidence in the 40 percent, 50 percent of us? They're saying, no, I'm not interested. No way. We're going to say, right. no way, if you need a third shot, I'm definitely, I, do, I didn't line up for one. I didn't line up for two. I'm certainly not lining up for three. So here's what I want people to recognize. Then why are they doing it? If they know that it's going to hurt their sales pitch to us and make us trust it even less, why are they doing it? And here is what I believe is happening. They are doing it because they are gravely, gravely concerned that everybody that got this vaccine is going to have this disease enhancement issue this fall when they catch the next coronavirus or the next flu, instead of it just being a 0.2% death rate, which is where this virus has been the whole time, it could be 10%, 20%, 50%. They don't know because what this vaccine appears to have done to all the animals in the animal trials was primed their immune system to overreact when they do get infected and then kill them. And so here's what I believe is happening. They know that everybody that's got two shots now is in grave danger. And so they're going to lightly say it at first. Michelle Walensky, Rochelle Walensky just said from the head of the CDC, 
Uh, we are now looking at Israel and the severe hospitalizations. And this is the truth. 90% of the hospitalizations in Israel, the most vaccinated country in the world, is amongst the vaccinated. They are filling up the hospitals. And we also now know a study of Pfizer's vaccine shows that those antibodies wear off, that they actually drop by 50% within 10 weeks of you getting the second shot. So remember, the concern was waning, waning antibodies. Antibodies going down is what makes people uh, at risk for this disease enhancement. I am telling you, I am so worried that 160 million people in this country right now that have been vaccinated may die in the next six months to two or three years as their body is now primed to die if they come in contact with the next coronavirus. And this is not my imagination. Peter Hotez, who works at Baylor College in Texas, went before our, our Congress and warned of this before the vaccine came out. He said there's this real problem with immune enhancement, and I don't think you can rush this vaccine out. Now, he's changed his tune since then, I think because they offered him a bunch of money to shut up. But mm -hmm. the truth is, is mark my words. I believe starting this fall, maybe even right now, our hospitals are going to start filling up with the vaccinated people. Their bodies cannot fight off the variants, and they're going to end up dying in numbers we have never seen on this planet before. I know I'm being extreme. I am putting my, my career on the line. But guess what? You know who's saying the same thing as me? Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine, has been warning the world on Twitter, on LinkedIn. I did an interview with him. He's concerned about the same exact problem. And so is Dr. Michael Yeadon, who I interviewed, who's an ex-vice president at Pfizer, who made the vaccine. He's worried about these issues. So everybody that really are world-renowned viral virologists are thinking we may be about to see a, a death event in the millions, if not hundreds of millions, because of this vaccine around the world. So, yes, it is your choice to get it. I am saying you better do your research because once this thing is inside of you, this spike protein, which looks like it was developed in a laboratory in China, and now you're, you're injecting yourself with this vaccine with billions of these essentially bioweapons from China, before you do that, you really better do your research. Well, it's a lot of information and a lot of good information. Good information, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, Mr. Big Tree. Here, here's the problem. So, say hypothetically, what you're saying begins to happen by the vaccinated. How yep. plausible is it that the media and the people that are pushing the vaccine maybe turn around and say the people that are going to the hospitals? Are the unvaccinated, and they're dying at an alarming rate. I don't think they'll be able to prove uh, actually that it, it's like you said. The people that are vaccinated, who are unvaccinated, they're uh, they're uh, if that if there's that many people, they're not going to be able to say these are all unvaccinated people because the right. people the people are going to actually say they're not going to get around a number of people to say, well, my husband is going to the hospital, my wife is going to the hospital, she was vaccinated. So my child's going to the hospital. So I don't think they're going to be able to get around it. And uh, Mr. Big Tree, thank you so much for the information. Uh, I had a question. I said one of the areas of distrust was the CDC reported that there were no flu deaths this year, or no even flu cases, uh, from mm. what I understand. 
And I think that that was a major point uh, for me to say, well, something has something's uh, untoward here. Something's going on. How can the flu just disappear uh, in in the COVID light? You don't hear about the flu. You don't hear about pneumonia. Uh, even if somebody was actually COVID positive and they had the flu, maybe they were asymptomatic, but they're still going to be uh, uh they're going to be told they have COVID and then be recommended to take the vaccine. And that is tragic. Well, you know, what you got to look at is something we investigated and many doctors, including a Senator who was a doctor up in Minnesota, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen reported, and this was true that hospitals were being paid an extra $13,000 for every patient they took into the hospital across this country if they had COVID. Now, if you, if you had flu, you get a couple thousand dollars, 2000 maybe $4,000 for that diagnosis. But if you diagnose them with COVID, you get $13,000. So there was this incentive. Now, what would you do? I mean, it's a business, right? You're running the business. You're running the hospital. I'm not saying that they're bad people, but what do you say? Do you say, let's lead off with a flu shot? And if it's flu, let's take our $2,000 and, you know, help them out and you know, give them antibiotics or what are we going to do? Or do you lead with your COVID test, which was a failed PCR test? You know, the, the guys in, what was it, Tanzania sent in some papaya blood uh, and I think a mango and it came back positive and goats, right? And it came back positive. These were the tests we were using. I'm not making that up. He really no. did that. Oh, and by the way, he's now dead. He suddenly disappeared after making fun of the entire medical establishment. But not to get off track, we're using a bad test in the PCR test, but every hospital let out with it. They didn't. They stopped testing for flu. Why would you? If I can prove you have COVID, I'm going to make three to four times the amount of money. And then here's what's really crazy. Once you're in the hospital with COVID, the hospital's making $13,000 for you having stepped in there. Guess where their next chunk of change comes from? If they can put you on a ventilator, the government gives them another extra twenty six thousand dollars and so when we heard about all of these people that weren't being given any sort of antibiotics we weren't giving them hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or budesonide all these drugs that around the world were having amazing studies that work instead we were telling our american patients and especially those patients of color when you go into neighborhoods and hospitals um i don't know if you've interviewed uh, nurse Aaron out of Florida who went to New York and um, a couple of these nurses brought undercover cameras in because they were taking people. They were watching doctors take these people, say, yeah, you are running out of oxygen. There's nothing we can do for you except put you in a coma and put you on a ventilator. And they did it. And then cha-ching, $26,000 more. But here's the problem. Nine out of 10 people that were put on those ventilators died here in the United States of America. Yeah, Nine are known to be deadly. And they That's knew it. They were deadly, but they were making nearly $50,000 for telling you you had COVID and putting you on a ventilator. We don't have, in my mind, we don't have 600,000 people or 700,000 people that died of COVID. We have 700,000 people that were killed by medical malpractice here in the United States of America. I agree with that, Mr. Big Tree. And I, and I know we're, we're sensitive. We're against the clock for your time that you said you had for us tonight. Uh, we want to be respectful of that. Uh, I invite you to come back. I think your information is very informative and the knowledge, man, people need to hear this. Uh, we're going to be doing probably a part two and a part three. 
on this series. I welcome you to come back, invite you to come back. I think what you're saying matters. His information uh, is life-changing. Without question. And um, it was, and I got, I, I'll tell you this when I talk to you offline, Mr. Big Three, but I'm going to respect your time. They said you had 30 minutes with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I got more if you us. need it. I mean, if you have another guest, I'm here now. I'm a busy guy. If you want more, I will do this. Or if you've got other guys, you got to where you're going, I can, I can be on my way. It's up to you. No, no, no. No, no, no. If you want to hang with us, hey, I'm down with that. I wanted to and, – and if you have to go, just, just give me a heads up, hey. No, let's hang. Mind. Let's do this, man. I want this, I want this information out there. Let's hang. <laughs> okay, listen, this, uh, this, is, this happened to a friend of mine. Now, when you talk about the money, uh, the money train – of, of COVID and the, and the, and the, the diagnosis that happens. Um, there was a friend of mine who had a friend who got, got caught COVID, got into the hospital, um, and they had her plugged up to a ventilator. She got sicker. She finally said, you know what? I'm getting off this ventilator. Take me off of it. I don't want it anymore. They took her off of the ventilator. And guess what? She recovered in three days, totally from yeah. COVID, and as healthy as you and I are right now, released from the hospital. So I'm trying to figure out why the push for ventilators on the level that it was. As you said, nine out of ten people hooked to a ventilator died. So, and, but it's the money train because there was a doctor on, on YouTube that I saw an African-American woman came on. She said, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but this is the fact. We get, I think it was $30,000, she said, at a hospital if you're diagnosed with COVID. If you die from COVID, it's another 30000 where they were like close to the numbers you're talking about. And she yeah. said, it, it, and here's, the, here's what's crazy. She said there's people in her hospital that were in, already in, you know, put in the hospital for various sicknesses. They contracted COVID, but it wasn't, it was asymptomatic, uh, so it yep. wasn't going to hurt them. Do you know when they died? They said, oh, they died from COVID. And it had nothing to do with COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID at all. But it goes back to your point, Mr. Victory, the money train. How they do you do check. big business? Man, give me your thoughts on that, Mr. Victory. It's beyond big business because we've never seen anything like this. It's being incentivized by our own government. Our own government put that plan in place. It goes even further. And, and by the way, I know what I'm saying sounds like conspiracy, outrageous. These are outrageous statements. Um, I don't want you to just take my word for it. If people go – when I do my show, The Highwire, if you go to thehighwire.com, I'm mm -hmm. totally transparent. I do a show every Thursday – and if you sign up to my newsletter at thehighwire.com, I send you hyperlinks. Like you can just click on it in your email box to every study, to every peer review, to, to all the interviews I've done so that you can see this information and have it in your own hands. I'm not making this up. This is their okay. own science. But get this. This is what they did. The moment we started, you know, incentivizing the hospitals, right, paying them more for COVID mm -hmm. and COVID deaths. Our government, the CDC and the FDA got together and they changed our death certificates. Okay, they sent out this, this decree to every hospital, every coroner, everybody, everybody doing an autopsy. And this is what they said. Whereas in, you know, you've got several lines on your death certificate, but usually it says cause of death 
cancer, okay, cause of death, uh, complications from diabetes or heart disease, right? We all grew up, we, we remember our grandparents, our uncles, aunts dying of these things. Then the next line, it would say, you know, underlying factors, and usually it would say like pneumonia or the flu, right? This is, this is because, and I want everyone to think about this because it, there's so much noise in the news. But remember back to your family member that died of heart disease or died of cancer. When they were in the hospital, do you remember what happened? Nine times out of the ten, they caught the flu because they had no immune system left. They ended up having pneumonia, and the pneumonia is what ends up killing you. It's not your heart doesn't usually dip out. Sometimes you'll have a stroke or a heart attack. But most of the time when you're that sick, you get pneumonia because you catch some mild virus that won't bother anyone else, but your body is so beat up that you end up dying. So they'll say, yeah, you're your, your father, your mother, your aunt died from pneumonia, but really they died from just complications. It would say, they'd say it was just complications from cancer. It was complications from diabetes, severe diabetes. Well, what they did was say, instead of saying that, now we want you to take the underlying factor, the flu or the rhinovirus or the common cold, the coronavirus, you put that on line one and you make the cause of death is coronavirus. And the secondary line, the underlying effect, is the fact that you had cancer or diabetes or COPD. And so what they did, think of what that did. We have over a half a million, 500,000 people die every year from cancer. 650,000 people die every year from heart disease. But most of those were dying from the flu if you were going to, to log it in like this. And that's what they did. They blew up these coronavirus numbers to scare us. By essentially mm -hmm. stealing all of those cancer deaths and all those heart deaths and calling them COVID deaths. And so that's, that is the biggest lie of it all. And they paid them to do it. And when you read the death certificate, the way it was written, the FDA literally or the, and the CDC, they say to the doctors, it's written. I can show you it written in the contract. It says, even if you don't do a test to prove coronavirus, but you have the assumption that it's coronavirus, Go ahead and list that as the cause of death. And it says, we will not be reviewing these certificates. Well, you know, meaning what? go ahead and lie to us. Go ahead and Look. take our money. Go ahead and call it coronavirus. We are never going to hold you accountable. That is literally what our death certificates did. If that doesn't freak people out, why Which is our should. government, you know, it should. It absolutely should. Well, listen, you got CNN for the entire year and a half with red uh, illustrations of the number of deaths today from corona COVID-19. And then you have deaths, then you have diagnoses. So if somebody turns on the news, CNN, take a look. And look at the numbers, man. We got a half a million people dead from COVID-19. Get the shot. But in reality, I'll tell you a story. A friend of mine is a manager of a restaurant here in Colorado Springs. His employee got into a motorcycle accident. Okay? He takes a man, come on, he was with them because they were following each other, got him to ER. When he came in ER, the nurse, acting nurse, grabbed the chart and said, COVID-19. And he said, man, he said, I know something was really wrong. Yeah, he just crashed. He had a crash. 
Man, that's COVID-19. Pastor Chart kept going. Influx of people coming through. But you want us to believe, the American people to believe, anything coming out of Dr. Fauci's mouth. Anything. Well, and I made that comment. I, I said, and something uh, was always very sinister about this. It's like everything was COVID. How is every death a COVID, COVID death? And and you heard some, some uh, uh, and we've heard uh, some of the stuff you talked about in some very uh, light reporting on uh, how they were actually reporting deaths. Actually, here in Colorado, the mayor. I mean, the governor actually was telling them to stop reporting COVID deaths a certain way because 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 they were trying to cook the cook the books as well uh, with their 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 uh, conclusions on what people were actually dying of along the exact same lines of what you just said. And I, I wondered for a long time. I said, why is everything COVID? I don't care. You can go to the hospital. You're talking about the motorcycle accident. Yeah. Other people going to the hospital. But everybody's getting a COVID diagnosis. There's something very wrong and very sinister about what's going on uh, 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 with COVID. But COVID may have been on the cement when the motorcycle guy hit the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That's unbelievable. (laughs) Mr. Bigger, listen. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I had gotten those reports, too. I talked to a doctor that had a a gunshot victim from a gang violence coming to the hospital. He's bleeding out. Uh, he basically codes the guy, tried to, you know, keep him alive, wasn't alive, you know, was dead. And the nurse, and he was about to, like, write it up as dead. And the nurse ran and said, no, 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 no. That can be a COVID death. And they took a ventilator, apparently, this is how I was told, and rammed it into the dead guy's mouth so they could charge for the ventilator and call it COVID. Wow. I mean, these things, Are you kidding that, me? That, <laughs> is that outrageous? And the doctor said, the doctor stood up for it, and the hospital said, you shut up about this or you're going to get fired. I mean, it's all about money. It's all about money. It's all about money. Yes. But the thing is, uh, if you, if you, uh, you know, check, most hospitals, well over 50%, operate in the red year round. So they're definitely motivated to take that money. Take the money and, you know, I mean, because they're operating in, in the red anyway. Any more, more money that they can get, they're definitely going to take it. Sure. Absolutely. And you know what? And, green and green. Add, let's, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Mr. Victor. We'll add one more feature to this, right? We all watch this with our own eyes, but we tend to go to sleep and not think about it. I live in this stuff. But not only do, you know, do hospitals i don't I, i'm not sure if i believe that they run in the red and they charge people fortunes and the insurance is crazy but whatever the case may be look what they did they essentially when covid came here laid off half they shut down half of almost every hospital in america all of the cancer units were kicked out of the building nobody was allowed to be treated for cancer none of the heart yeah. doctors stayed around they were all furloughed and sent home so that the only thing in the hospital that was up and running were the ICUs. This is part of the whole hoax when they say our beds are being filled, our beds are being overrun, and we're thinking, oh, my God, that whole hospital is almost full. No, half the hospital is empty because they sent everybody home and turned their hospital into an only COVID center. Now look at the financial incentive. If it's not a COVID person, you can't afford that. You only have a half-filled hospital, all of your ICU beds, you need that to be COVID, so you get your COVID payment and your ventilator payment 
They ascend, and, and this is, again, the government. Cuomo, you know, told these hospitals to do that. Shut yourselves down. Stop treating heart disease. Stop treating cancer and diabetes. Only treat COVID. I mean, this whole thing stinks so bad. And what's really behind it, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on making speculations, but there may be more than just money going on here because you know why? It's not just America. Every nation in the world did this the same way, like it was a written script for all of them. Absolutely and, right. And, and, you know, the sad part about it is if you go out to the Twitterverse, they've drunk every drop of this Kool-Aid and says, well, get the vaccine. You can talk to numerous people on Twitter. They also get the vaccine because now you're not able to treat all because you're making it impossible if you don't get the vaccine for other people to get treated. I just had a guy tell me on Twitter that, uh, OK, you're, you're, if you have a heart attack or a stroke or accident, uh, you're not going to be able to get treated at some of these hospitals because uh, you're not willing to get the vaccine and many other people aren't willing to get the vaccine. So other people are going to die as a result of you not getting the vaccine. This stuff is, is prevalent in, uh, on Twitter and, and in cyberspace with people actually believing this stuff. Yeah, it's just sick. Well, I want people to know because I think that they also float those stories to scare us into getting the vaccine. But the truth is, it's illegal for for a hospital to deny you uh, when you're in trouble, when you are bleeding or you have a heart attack. Don't listen to that nonsense. They have to take you in vaccinated or not. Now, I would definitely, if you have the opportunity, have your lawyer join you so they don't ram a vaccine into your arm while they're putting you under. But the case, you know, that is, you know, they have got oh. to treat you. But this is where we're going, right? They're going to use threats. They're going to try to make the lives of those who have opted out of this vaccine program as difficult as they can. And I heard you talking about this before I came on, saying, when is this going to end? And so here's what I really honestly want to say. You know, yes, we see Twitter. If you turn on your news, you're under this impression that everybody in the country, that you're a minority that everybody else has gotten the vaccine, but it's simply not true. Nearly 50%, half of this nation has rejected this vaccine, but they're shaming anybody to admit it. They're shaming us from talking about it, which makes us think we're isolated and alone, and there's only a few of us. We have half the country. We are also, as I've said, the studies have shown, are the more intelligent part of our society and our population. We've got to stop hiding in the shadows we got to stand up because we are the power in this nation. And guess what? How many people do you know right now that got those vaccines that are watching the CDC and Fauci admit that the vaccine now is no longer able to stop infection or transmission with the Delta variant? And so they're saying, why did I get this vaccine? So there are, you know, of the 50 percent, there are now those that are in the other camp that are moving over into our camp saying, I'm not getting a third shot. You told me this thing worked. And they're realizing they've been lied to. Folks, we are about to be the majority in this nation against a very, very corrupt medical system. Do not give in. Do not acquiesce. This is not going to last that long. If I'm right, and this is what I say to people, I, I have a friend who's got a college student, and she's in New York, and they're saying she can't wait tables. She can't have her life unless she gets the vaccine. And I called her and I said, go to Florida. Take six months off. I know you're in the prime of your life and you want to live. But this vaccine, if it does to animals, I mean, if it does to people what it did to animals, you won't live long enough to travel the world. So do me this favor. I said to her, just give it six more months. Call me in December. And if we don't see skyrocketing rates of death, 
no matter what they blame it on, of the vaccinated. If we if it doesn't become obvious, then I was wrong. And the, and the, the inventor, Robert Malone, of this vaccine, he was wrong. And the ex, you know, uh, uh, Pfizer vice president, Michael Eden, he was wrong. But if we're right, then you are going to dodge the greatest bullet of all times. And guess what? It will only be a year or so from now before the entire world says, oh, my God, we murdered millions of people by rushing a vaccine onto the market that was never properly safety tested. And guess what? Not only will people say, I forgive you or I'm sorry that I accused you as an anti-vaxxer, I want to honor you. You people are the only reason our species lived. I mean, this is that serious. I really believe that if you gave this vaccine to everyone on this planet, there is a chance, probably a small chance, I pray it's a small chance, that you could wipe out our species. We must stand strong right now. And trust me, every week, just say, you know what, let me hold out one more week. Because last week, two weeks ago, they said this was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The next week they said, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, The vaccinated now have to wear masks because we're getting sick, too. And if we look at Israel, that is just about a month ahead of us in their vaccine program, 90% of the patients in hospitals now with COVID and are dying got the vaccine. And what happens when the next variant comes along? I'm telling you, this thing is going south. It is going to become so obvious to the world that this vaccine was the greatest scientific blunder in the history of mankind. Stay out of its way. Take a vacation. Lay low. Just hang in there for a few months. It's not. And then when people realize what happened, they're going to be looking to those of us that knew better and say, you know what? I'm going to listen to you from now on. Where are we going from here? How do we rebuild this nation after the carnage and destruction that was brought upon us by do- you know, doctors that meant well but just didn't read the science and a bunch of politicians that were so corrupt they couldn't see the forest through the trees? Absolutely right, Mr. Victory. Couldn't have said it better. Listen, uh, I, I believe our listeners uh, tonight, I bet they're just shaking their head like, man, oh, man, what in the world is going on? But I think you've given them some insight on exactly uh, what we have to look at. Uh, I think these are things, what you say are things people think, uh, but they're drowned out by a main media push uh, of fear. Yep. And stoking those fears uh, to bring people to a point uh, of fear and, and, and desperation, thus uh, uh, having the influx of vaccinations given to the people not only in America but around the world. Uh, I want to take a minute, Mr. Bigtree, thank you for staying with us a little bit longer. We're up against the clock now for this show. Uh, yep. I, I tell you what, we're going to post your information where people can go and see. Is that highwire.com? Is that what that is? Go to the thehighwire.com. Check okay. out my show this Thursday. It's going to be at 1 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, and again, sign my newsletter. And not only will you see a lot of what I've just talked about today, I'm going to put that science right in your hands from the CDC, from the FDA, from Pfizer. I will prove to you that they know this is happening. Come check out thehighwire.com. And we're going to do that, and uh, we, you always have an invitation, Mr. Big Tree, to come back. Uh, again, we're going to be talking about this over the next uh, few weeks, I'm sure. Uh, topic too large to do in one show, but please feel free to dial in uh, if you get a free moment. Understand you're very busy. I'm glad for what you do. We thank you for what you do uh, in informing uh, folks around the globe 
uh, information that many people won't don't want to talk about. But you have the courage to do that. We count you as one of the heroes uh, in the trenches, if you will, regarding this uh, this vaccine. We appreciate it so very much. Okay. I appreciate it. God bless everybody out there. Just use your own intuition, do your own research. Thank you for the time. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. That was Mr. Big Tree, Dale Big Tree, founder of ICANN and host of the Highwire.com uh, podcast. Uh, ask that you tune into that. Uh, we're going to get to the response from our co-host um, in regards to that conversation. I think uh, raise the temperature, some very uh, uh, considerable temperatures in this studio tonight. We're going to talk about it outside of break. This is ADC Radio. Do you know anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, there is something that you can do today. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause at 855-529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A just cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall. I wish I was in school. If only I had a math test today. Or a book report to give. I wish I was in school. I'll stay after class. I'll clean the chalkboard. I'll do extra homework. I'll skip recess. I wish I was in school. I wish I was in school. I really wish I was in school. School ends, but free lunches for your kids don't have to. Find your local food bank at feedingamerica.org slash summer meals for help. Together, we're feeding America. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to AJC Radio. I'll tell you right now that the conversation that just happened on this show is unprecedented. The mainstream media, I can promise you, will not have this same conversation. It's not going to happen. Why is that? These are things that we have been talking about since the pandemic started, since since uh, COVID started. And we're at a new level now dealing with the vaccine push. This country's in trouble. And the fear that's in the, in the minds of people and the panic that has taken place also is unprecedented. Well, Mr. Big Tree, 
broke it down in no uncertain terms of what we're dealing with and to things we have heard in part. Um, he spoke in depth of what those things are. David, very quickly, your thoughts on Mr. Big Tree and the information that he's putting out. All the indicators were there, and it's it's a it's a sad day in this country. Uh, like you said, he said if he turns out what he says turns out to be true, it's gonna be a very sad day in this country. But all the indicators are there that there's been uh, money as a driving force behind this for hospitals just to save these COVID deaths and this push for vaccines, just put a lot of money in in, in big big farmers uh, pocket. This is a very sad day, and this is a this will be a worldwide uh, problem. Uh, I just pray to God. Uh, you almost pray to God he's wrong, but the indicators are there, and people really need to do their own research. They need to do it, uh, and hopefully, uh, Rand Paul, uh, Senator Rand Paul, has come out vehemently against Anthony Fauci. Uh, people say, "Well, why is he attacking Fauci?" Keeps lying. Rand Paul's a doctor. Rand Paul is a doctor. Uh, and Mr. Fauci has been called on the carpet. Emails found. Huge numbers. In complete contradictions of what Mr. Fauci said in front of the cameras at the White House and in front of the American people. As a saying, it's called stay woke. I would implore you to do so in the midst of a crisis that has shook a nation. And educate yourself and research these things. So I'll tell you right now, not what people want to hear. As David alluded to, we're here to put some dark days. Let's see how this pans out. Till next time, America, part two of this series, Force Vaccinations. Shaking the Nation. This is AJC Radio. Good night.